G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Well, as Queen Elizabeth grows older, there is the thought that does go through your mind from time to time about her successor, Prince Charles, actually going through a process of coronation. And the sorts of things that might happen on that day, not that we want to hasten the day, but thinking ahead of time, Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch has been thinking through some of the issues and some of the suggestions that have come forward as to the way that coronation ought to be conducted. Let's talk through some of the issues here, and I guess we're talking about some creeping issues of Sharia law here. Bill Muhlenberg, welcome back to 2020. Thanks, good to be here again. Bill, I guess uh, nobody wants to hasten the day, but uh, there is speculation about what might happen at the coronation of Prince Charles. Mm. Yes, well, I mean, obviously one has to prepare for such things, but there have been some pretty uh, frightening uh, prospects being made by people who should know better. I mean, we're aware that actually Prince Charles has been... Uh, really pushing Islam for quite a few years now. He was supposed to be, well, certainly if and when he becomes the ruler, he's supposed to be the defender of the faith. That's the official title. But he, of course, changed that long ago to defender of faith, uh, you know, believing that it's not Christianity that has to be defended, but religion vaguely in general. So anyways, a uh, former bishop of Oxford has come out with the suggestion that uh, when he does uh, come to his coronation, there should be a reading from the Koran instead of the Bible. So that's uh, what we call another scary example of creeping Sharia, uh, Islam taking over from within. Once a Christian nation, now uh, people are working overtime to turn it into a Muslim nation. Well, it is the case, isn't it, that the monarch is the head of the mm. Anglican Church, and mm. whether that be a, a, a more symbolic head mm. uh, is a little bit irrelevant because the, as the monarch they still are the head of uh, mm. what is one of the world's great Christian denominations. Mm. Yeah, well, absolutely. That's why this whole thing is so shocking to have... Uh, uh, bishop coming out and saying this. I mean, he's obviously betraying his own faith. And if the uh, royalty, if Prince Charles should uh, succumb to this dumb idea, well, then they are portraying their uh, role as well, as you rightly say. They are meant to be defending Christianity in general, the Church of England in particular, and to start saying, all right, let's open it up to everybody, especially Islam is a betrayal of their role. And uh, another example of how the church is losing while Islam is gaining ground. Interestingly, when we talk about uh, the issues of creeping Islam and this whole idea of political correctness, has this political correctness made its way to the uh, throne of the future king, uh, given that he has been praising Islam as a religion of peace while Mm. simultaneously minimising and even denigrating Christianity? Yeah. Well, as we say, we've got a sad and long history of this coming out of the mouth of 
Prince Charles, he often will attend Islamic functions and go through all the rigmarole, even putting on headgear when uh, his wife uh, attends, all to appease Islam while doing nothing to um, stand up for Christianity. And of course, sadly, the queen is great of a gal as she may be. We know that she, just a year or two ago, signed the bill through with uh, homosexual marriage in England. So uh, sadly, she's not been doing her Christian bit either. So it's part of a trend, sadly, where leadership in the West is uh, clueless as to the threat that they face from Islam, and they're bending over backwards to appease Islam. Uh, But as Churchill said, the appeasement is... uh, you know, hoping the crocodile won't eat you as you feed it, and uh, it, it doesn't work. It's always a recipe for disaster, and that's what we find, sadly, in the U.K. big time. Bill, uh, there are more examples, too, of uh, the creeping nature of Islam. Uh, yeah. what, what's on your mind? Well, there's plenty. I mean, my website lists hundreds of examples. In fact, I need to turn this into a book. There's so many. In that same article, I discussed Prince Charles. I also mentioned that the English Conservative Party, the Tories, want to introduce a bill saying anybody who criticizes Sharia law is to be seen as an extremist and to be punished accordingly. Imagine that, a free and democratic country thinking about enacting legislation which would... uh, penalize anybody, well, like me, uh, or you, who warns about the dangers of creeping Sharia. Uh, As I say, England is leading the way, sadly. They've been having all kinds of problems, and uh, we're not far behind here in Australia. Yes, and Australian examples, too, of Mm -hmm. uh, mosques and their push to have taxpayer funding for mosques. Uh, Well, there's plenty of Australian examples. I could do a book on that as well, and maybe I will. But yes, the most recent one was there's a big fight over the mosque in Bendigo in Victoria. Sadly, permission went ahead, but that's being appealed. But in the meantime, those who want to make this mosque are saying the public should help pay for it. Uh, That is, tax dollars from Christians and others, atheists, should fund the, the... construction of this mosque, which is amazing. Just imagine trying to go to Saudi Arabia and build a church, and and not only that, but say, hey, you guys can help pay for it. (laughs) It wouldn't happen. It wouldn't even get off the the paper. So uh, this is where we're at, where we're even being asked to subsidize and fund the creation of a mosque. And of course, uh, listeners should be aware that a mosque is far different than a church or a synagogue. It really is a political base. It's a place of establishing the rule and reign of Islam. It's a training ground, so it's a whole different ballgame than just the church. Sometimes people will talk about a fair, equal, level playing field, mm-hmm. and as a nation that's prided itself in having freedom of religion, everybody has a right to promote their religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's so wrong about promoting the idea of having these sorts of mosques on Australian soil? Well, you're quite right. People can do whatever they want. They can believe whatever they want. But there's a double problem here. One, as we just said, why should we, Christians or even secularists, be forced to pay for it? Uh, It's all one-way traffic. You're not going to get this happening in a Muslim country. Never. But the other point, as I just hinted at, a mosque is far different. There is no separation of church and state, or in this case, mosque and state in Islam. It's all one. 
So a mosque is not just a place of worship. It's a political center. It's a place of training. Uh, we know that there's a lot of firebrand preachers in these mosques, imams who are preaching hatred of the West, hatred of Australia. In fact, even recruiting young Muslims to go overseas and join ISIS. So that's a very good reason why we don't want to have uh, terrorist recruiting mosques in our midst that refuse to embrace Australian values of freedom, democracy, religious pluralism. So that's a big worry and something we all need to think about carefully. Well, Bill, I'll point people to the article we've been talking about on the Culture Watch website. It's called Despicable Dimitude. Simply Google Culture Watch and you'll find Bill's latest articles. Bill Muhlenberg, always good talking. Great insights as usual. Thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. Many thanks again. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.